Sermon 85 of Leo the Great, Bishop of Rome. Translated by Charles Let Felto. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Sermon 85 on the Feast of St. Lawrence the Martyr, August 10th. 1. The example of the martyr is most valuable. Whilst the height of all virtues, dearly beloved, and the fullness of all righteousness is born of that love wherewith God and one's neighbor is loved, surely in none is this love found more conspicuous and brighter than in the blessed martyrs, who are as near to our Lord Jesus, who died for all men in the imitation of his love, as in the likeness of their suffering. For, although that love wherewith the Lord has redeemed us cannot be equaled by any man's kindness, because it is one thing that a man who is doomed to die one day should die for a righteous man, and another that one who is free from the debt of sin should lay down his life for the wicked. Yet the martyrs also have done great service to all men, in that the Lord, who gave them boldness, has used it to show that the penalty of death and the pain of the cross need not be terrible to any of his followers, but might be imitated by many of them. If, therefore, no good man is good for himself alone, and no wise man's wisdom befriends himself only, and the nature of true virtue is such that it leads many away from the dark error on which its light is shed, no model is more useful in teaching God's people than that of the martyrs. Eloquence may make intercession easy, reasoning may effectually persuade, but yet examples are stronger than words, and there is more teaching in practice than in precept. 2. The Saints' Martyrdom Described And how gloriously strong in this most excellent manner of doctrine the blessed martyr Laurentius is, by whose sufferings today is marked, even his persecutors were able to feel, when they found that his wondrous courage, born principally of love for Christ, not only did not yield itself, but also strengthened others by the example of his endurance. For when the fury of the Gentile potentates was raging against Christ's most chosen members, and attacked those especially who were of priestly rank, the wicked persecutor's wrath was vented on Laurentius the deacon, who was preeminent not only in the performance of the sacred rites, but also in the management of the church's property, promising himself double spoil from one man's capture. For if he forced him to surrender the sacred treasures, he would also drive him out of the pale of true religion. And so this man, so greedy of money, and such a foe to the truth, arms himself with double weapon, with avarice to plunder the gold, with impiety to carry off Christ. He demands of the guileless guardian of the sanctuary that the church wealth on which his greedy mind was set would be brought to him. But the holy deacon showed him where he had them stored, by pointing to the many troops of poor saints, in the feeding and clothing of whom he had a store of riches which he could not lose, and which were the more entirely safe that the money had been spent on so holy a cause. 3. The description of his sufferings continued. The baffled plunderer therefore frets, and blazing out into hatred of a religion which had put riches to such a use, determines to pillage a still greater treasure by carrying off that sacred deposit wherewith he was enriched, as he could find no solid hoard of money in his possession. He orders Laurentius to renounce Christ, and prepares to ply the deacon's stout courage with frightful tortures. 
and, when the first elicit nothing, fiercer follow. His limbs, torn and mangled by many cutting blows, are commanded to be broiled upon the fire in an iron framework, which was of itself already hot enough to burn him, and on which his limbs were turned from time to time to make the torment fiercer and his death more lingering. 4. Laurentius has conquered his persecutor. Thou gainest nothing, thou prevailest nothing, O savage cruelty. His mortal frame is released from thy devices, and when Laurentius departs to heaven, thou art vanquished. The flame of Christ's love could not be overcome by thy flames, and the fire which burnt outside was less keen than that which blazed within. Thou didst but serve the martyr in thy rage, O persecutor. Thou didst but swell the reward in adding to the pain. For what did thy cunning devise, which did not redound to the conqueror's glory, when even the instruments of torture were counted as part of the triumph? Let us rejoice, then, dearly beloved, with spiritual joy, and make our boast over the happy end of this illustrious man in the Lord, who is wonderful in his saints, in whom he has given us a support and an example, and has so spread abroad his glory throughout the world, that from the rising of the sun to its going down, the brightness of his deacon's light doth shine, and Rome is become as famous in Laurentius as Jerusalem was ennobled by Stephen. By his prayer and intercession we trust at all times to be assisted, that, because all, as the Apostle says, who wish to live holily in Christ suffer persecution, we may be strengthened by the spirit of love, and be fortified to overcome all temptations by the perseverance of steadfast faith, through our Lord Jesus Christ, and so forth. End of Sermon 85